What's up, what's up, what's up? All right, so on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, a tearful Carly and Sierra are still at odds. Mm -hmm. Love & Hip Hop Miami will give Claudia Jordan a call to chat about her new hosting duties for the reunion. Let's. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Black Ink Crew New York, even though Caesar's trying to open up shop in Chicago, he might be getting evicted out of the home base 113. <gasps> then on RuPaul's Drag Race, Nikki Doll sashayed away. VH100, yes. the podcast is got to go down right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. To VH100. Which is the official podcast for all things VH1, yeah. pop culture, and a little more. You already know. As you already know. <laughs> if you haven't subscribed or commented, you got to do it. My name is Easy Manoli. That's right. And I'm Lejeune. And we're excited about yet another amazing episode of VH100, the podcast. And if you people want to get in this conversation with us, make sure you use that hashtag VH100podcast and talk that talk. Easy, what's up? <laughs> Lejeune, I am doing great. My sense of taste and smell are back. And <laughs> that's very exciting. I'm so, so glad. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Because uh, even eating, I was just like, what's the point of going all out for my meals at home? So straight up, I was just eating pasta raw. Because wow. I couldn't, I can't taste anything. So I just figure, I'm like, I'm not going to waste this cheese and I'm not going to waste this sauce and X, Y, Z. I'm not going to get fancy. Because, right, when you can taste it, you're going to be pissed that you ate all the cheese and sauce and you know we <laughs> locked down. So <laughs> the less trips you have to make to the grocery store, the better. You did the right thing, honey. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. But it's it was weird, though, because physically I was feeling completely fine. Like, I didn't have a fever. I wasn't coughing, et cetera. But it, when you lose those senses, and I'm already hard of hearing, as you know, I'm 80% deaf in my left ear for all those folks I, know, I don't so know. So you were literally almost So I was like, what the fuck? Senseless. So I thought, is this why I'm masturbating so much? Because I'm losing all my other senses that I just had to heighten the touch? I know. Uh, she's it's... like, sir. <laughs> no, I'm just jealous because I still am like at a phase where I can't really masturbate like that. It's, it's just too much. And, well, and this your is the perfect time. Well, oh, yeah, that's true, too. Right. <laughs> Damn. Is that why? No, Emmanuel. He goes to bed. Got still it. at bedtime. <laughs> and you got to And, and bed, for right? a good reason, too. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I do. I have a beautiful You new got bed. that new bed. I know that I talked about this situation some time ago, but you know, as I was spending much more time in the house, had to make mm. sure we're good. So we're good now. Okay, good. So, well, thankfully, we always have our lovely VH1 shows to have during this time because everybody is, we're still on lockdown, uh, according mm-hmm. to our president. Until April 30th. So we're just going to get cute and comfy gonna for a little bit, okay? Cute and comfy. <laughs> that was like some address that he made. It was like a journalist roast. I was so, I was like, did he just tell that lady that's why you used to work for the New York Times and now you don't? I was like, oh, boom, boom. I, you know what? I can't. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> then don't. He, let's not. He, let's yeah, let's not. talk All about right. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's switch gears to Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. We have a new episode that obviously happened. Yes. And a new free cap as we do every week. Are you ready to hit me with it? Yeah. All right. I'm going to catch you in like I always do. Okay. <laughs> Homeschooling, everybody. Okay. And here we go. In three, uh, two, uh, one. Free cap. Uh. Surprise party, scrappy birthday. It's a cola scene now with Mama D checking for that cup. But the gig was up. Karen said that breath smelled like peach and cream. Dilly yawn for the grow up. It's when you're about. He's still stepping out. Sierra lawyer got the tape. Now she exonerated from the case. But is she free from the drama? No. Carly feels set up and might call the law. She said karma was her best friend and she will forget, but she won't forget. I mean, Boom. she will forgive, people. but she won't forget. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Yeah, thank but yes, you. People thank always you. do say that. I will forgive, but I will never forget. Never, ever. All right. So, yes, Carly is feeling like she was set up since Sierra's assistant, Trina, jumped in on I feel that. I feel alter- that. altercation. And I get it. However, Sierra herself was pissed about it, too. And if you really look at it, there was so much going on that Sierra probably had no idea that Trina was like, Trina, the assistant, not Trina from Love and Hip Hop Miami, let's not get that twisted, was laying the hands on Carly. But then also, 
<laughs> Sierra comes to find out that Carly then texted Sierra's mom about pressing charges on her. I know. And I'm all so like, that was damn, she loves she loves to get a mom involved, huh? I know, but just imagine, I don't know, it's, ugh, the timing is so crazy because no matter what you do at this point now, it seems like you're reacting because you don't want these charges. So I don't mm. know at what point Sierra called her assistant to curse her out for putting hands on her friend. But I wish that she could have called Carly too. But then if that happened after she had already texted her mom, then it seems like she just was trying to get out of the charges anyway. So I don't know. It's a lose-lose situation kind of for Sierra. Yeah, seriously. She took it to chat. Yes. I mean, not a lose situation in the court casing because she was exonerated. Right. Right. You're right. So there, we have that positive thing. On on the friend tip. (laughs) On the friendship zone. Yeah. (laughs) And with that whole news breaking, Sierra invites the girls, including Carly, Mm -hmm. to church, hoping to make amends. And she completely breaks down, saying that she feels messed up on what went down between them. But Carly is not buying the tears. Yeah. And they were there. Like, we saw them on the face. I okay. saw them. There were tear lines, but Carly said that she saw it all before. Yeah. And she's like, I see you cry, girl. You could do it at the drop of a dime. <laughs> so I'm not here Which for Which is very it. impressive. And, I wish I could do that. And you know what? And the thing that's so crazy is that, you know, it takes one to know one, don't it? Because my girl Carly, you know, she could give you that emotion. She does. She'll give and it she to admits you. It. She'll give it to you. Right. <laughs> She's here but for it. Sierra just wants to know, like, what do I need to do to regain your trust? And, you know, if you're done with the friendship, then so be it. But again, it doesn't help that Carly's just like, Well, my best friend's name is Karma and she will bite Sierra in the ass. Woo! She said that karma her best friend. Seriously, I was just like, oh my God. Um, I said I was not expecting that. I was like, okay. You and me both. I I was not expecting that. I thought she was gonna say, Oh, my best friend. I was like, Oh, it's Sierra. She's like, Karma. And I was right. all okay. But she's saying that she's hurt and she feels like nobody has her back. And again, bringing up what with the beatdown was happening, how Sierra never said, Trina, stop hitting her. But I don't know if she saw her. I know, but let me ask you a quick question. Yeah, hit me with a quick question. Carly keeps um, mentioning that Sierra wasn't there for her divorce, but she doesn't know did, about it yet. Did it? Didn't Carly keep things from everyone? She did, but I maybe Carly's thinking that she may have heard from word of mouth because you know, as as somebody's like, hey, FYI, this is going on with Sierra. But then is that your best friend, though, if you're hearing something know. that serious from word of mouth? I don't know. And then maybe also because they are so tight, maybe Sierra knew more than the other girls did. And that's exactly. why Carly's like, you should have been there if anyone else. So how are you coming at me? So I don't know. It's tricky. It is tricky because then they're both they both end up crying. And you can tell that Carly does kind of want to forgive her. It's almost like a relationship, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that friendships are relationships. It's because, so true. And, and I, whenever I talk to some friend, I'm like, oh, we're in an in a emotional relationship. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm all, right. yeah, you kind of should. Because when you're talking about shit like trust has been broken and X, Y, Z, it's almost like a relationship. But it's, it's so not true. there yet amongst these two women. I'm sure, hopefully, that they will get it together. I'm, that's my own take. Yeah. But we will see how it plays out. But the trust is also not there with Mama D and the drinking. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad. So everybody want to know what's in that cup. Everybody at the scrappy surprise party. Everyone has good vibes going on. And then Jock, did you peep the Wild and Out shirt? Yes, I did. I was very proud that he was repping the Wild and Out shirt because, you know... Your boy, your boy that. here helped him get onto yeah, that. Yeah, I loved that. Just a little brush brush for me. But anyways, who cares? So he gives Scrappy a heads up that Mama D got a drink in her hand. Mm-hmm. And then Ernest, Austin, who's Mama D's assistant, they start pressing her. And she's like, it's cola! And mm-hmm. I love whenever she screams because I'm sure she doesn't appreciate it. But I love whenever Mama D yells because there's such a passion behind mm-hmm. it. And you can tell she's using that diaphragm. It's theatrical. It, it It's all that. She's like, oh, she's like a constant meme or a gif without even knowing. I know. That's why, that's why we love her. And she knows that they're just looking out, but it doesn't take away that it pisses her the fuck off. And mm-hmm. that's what she says. And you know who else pisses her the fuck off is the sight of Bambi's mom, Cece. When she comes into the party and she's like, I'm going to go. Like, right. I, I can't take this anymore. So I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know that there was still such animosity. In I there. know that that strong that Mama D is going to leave the party she threw. For her own son as a surprise. And then but we'll, that we'll was talk also, about. 
Well, sorry, go ahead. That was just also a big move on her part, right? Because, you know, she could have went over there and said something. But yeah. she said, let me get out of here as the classy mama D I am. Well, we'll see because I don't know if you saw that, that teaser. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But the teaser she writes like she has a, a little pamphlet that in memory of. Yeah. But we'll talk about so, that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. I would listen. Let me talk about, you know, how she handled herself with class this week. And we'll talk about how she handled herself <laughs> next week's episode next week. It's a week by week <laughs> cases. OK. Right. And also at the surprise party, Mama D also goes up to Kirk and Rashida and lets Kirk know that he's going against the grain. That he's preventing Rashida's mom, Shirlene, from getting her business right. on. And I do see what the Frosts are saying. because no, me too. If Shirlene is selling plus-size clothing at the Houston Prest spot. I almost said Houston because that's how New York City pronounces their subway stop is Houston. Right. But mm-hmm. it's Houston, Texas. Get it together, right. Emmanuel. Uh, but I do see how that is a conflict because if Prest is selling plus-size clothing and then Shirlene is... That's From a the same distributor at less expensive rates. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a problem. Like, right. And then what got me, you know, what took me over the edge is to hear that he got did a test and had someone Boom. else. The sales numbers, they weren't the that sales. great. So, you know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie, folks. So they're yeah. just there. Especially when there's is. a jump from 80 to 85%. I'm all, uh-oh. All right. <laughs> so, something right there. So right. we shall see what happens on that. And then meanwhile, while this is all going down, we're still at this party. We see Tokyo looking very good. And mm. she's catching up with Shekinah, Spice, and Bambi. She's working on new music. One of the tracks is going to have light skin Keisha. And of course, we know how Bambi feels about the situation. She's, she's like, not here for it. I, I don't really at know all. her. But I don't like her because she did some shady shit that went down with my homegirl. Mm-hmm. So the party's done, and then Jock has everyone over to uh, his place before it opens, right? So he, he's like, oh, I'm just going to invite Scrappy and B&B to roll through before my club opens to check it out. And Shekinah as well. So Shekinah's just like, well, I'm also going to invite Keisha and Coco because this is probably a good time for Bambi and Keisha to hash things out. Right. Here at Jock's little club thing where we're just trying to see how things are and how these wings taste... But then it kind of reminded me of the whole salon situation that Shekinah got involved with I know. last season. <laughs> I was like, miss, I remember how this played out last time. But that's Jock's right. going to stop inviting you, Shekinah. Hello. <laughs> um, and I do love that Jock was trying to derail this whole conversation with the hot wings. He's like, oh, my God, did you taste them? And Shekinah's like, no, no, no. Keisha, Coco, what is the deal? Like, what, what's right. going on here? And then Bambi and Scrappy do roll in. And Bambi says right in front of Keisha's face, I, I would rather not meet her. And, and I'm all, well, damn. The energy was reciprocated yes. by the light skin. If you're going to come in with 10, I will come in with 20, as she said. And she's just feeling it's not her problem, that it's Bambi's friend that couldn't keep Coco. Okay. And they were together for this? a year and a half, though. I was like, what? Right. <laughs> I was like, they were together for a year and a half. Okay. But after, mm. you know, some comments get thrown of like, go get your gums fixed. And she's a fucking hood squirrel. You know, things aren't probably going to come back around and Bambi decides to peace out. So what do you think? What do you think about Bambi not liking light-skinned Keisha because she's now with her homegirl's ex? I think there's a twofold here because mm-hmm. Bambi doesn't like the fact of how, you know, her friend was dating him. And then Keisha still got involved knowing that he was a taken man. And obviously it's not all on Keisha either. It is also on Coco if he was doing something shady there. But... I think it was Shekinah or Jock. I can't remember who made this comment, but it does hit home to Bambi because of the situation she went with Scrappy of mm-hmm. women trying to get involved in their uh, their relationship. So I feel like that's why she's so passionate about it because she's right. been through that. And she's like, no, yeah. I don't fuck with girls that try to do that kind of situation. It's true. But how does Bambi know? Like, does Bambi, does, do we know if Lyskin Keisha was aware of the relationship? Like, what was he telling her? Like, to well, be so passionate is yeah. I, I'm just so curious, you know, like... We're, we're going to have to get them on the phone one day and right. get to the bottom of it. We shall. <laughs> so on next week's episode, we see that Keisha really just cannot catch a break because Akbar V is back and still fighting about who the Queen of Atlanta is. So now she's attacking light-skinned Keisha and even Spice is asking Akbar, like, why, why do you have to do this? Because we remember last season... Akbar went after Spice, etc. About like who's the queen of Atlanta, and it's like and Tokyo too. So 
We'll see how that pans out. Mama D is busting out the petty boots. We briefly touched on this. Making an in-memory-of booklet for Cece because she wishes her dead. I'm all, damn. And then we welcome Keone to the Love and Hip Hop Atlanta family where we find out she's dating Shooter? Question mark. So we shall see what goes down with that. Right. All right, so that was Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And then, of course, we had part one of the reunion, Love and Hip Hop Miami, hosted by Claudia Jordan and Lejeune. I know typically we swan dive right into the free cab, but I say Mm -hmm. let's give Claudia a call because she was front and center with everything. And she could talk about all the shit that went down with us. Oh, I'm with it. Switching things up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello. (gasps) Ring, ring, ring. Wow, that's a very enthusiastic greeting. Hi. Thank you. Welcome to the family. We're all on lockdown. I can tell we're so excited to just talk to anybody, right? Oh, seriously. Yo, I've never been so hyped to have video conference meetings until now. (laughs) Right. And I also haven't done my hair for three weeks now. Uh, It's because we've been under lockdown for three weeks. I don't know about where where your abouts are. Feels like forever, but I think it's like two weeks now. Um, Okay. But let me tell you, you can gain a lot of weight in two weeks. Right? Girl. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I didn't know there were so many different flavors of Pringles, but there are. And Boom. Yeah, so I've had that. I've had about a thousand almonds, dark chocolate. I've made brownies twice in a week. Okay. Oh, man. I'm so glad I don't have brownie mix and my life will be over. <laughs> I know, because Lejeune has a whole child and a half over there. I know, yeah. So, yeah, too many snacks. Way too many snacks. A child and a half, eh? One still. Well, yeah. One's just cooking. A he's, it's a six, he's a six-year-old boy that cannot go outside very much, so that is a child and a half. Oh, got you. I got you, man. <laughs> this is going to teach us a lot. We're going to appreciate a whole lot more when we get out of this, I think. Seriously, I'm actually going to show up whenever I get invited to places now because Hell you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll roll through, and then I'm like, <laughs> now you're definitely going to be there. Exactly. But now entertainment is more important than ever now. So hip hop reunion. Right. Yeah. My girl. To you. Segway. Okay. Segway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so before we get into this whole episode, because a lot went down and we definitely want to know your thoughts because this is your first time doing a love and hip hop mm-hmm. reunion. Lejeune's going to hit us with a free cap, which I don't Ooh. know if you're familiar with, but she's going to freestyle a whole recap of what went down. But we're still going to chat with you, too. So let's right, right, right. don't get upset. Uh, Lejeune, are you going to hit us with it? Yeah. Bring and it Claudia, let me know what I missed. Okay. What I missed. I got okay. you. I got you. <laughs> hit me with it in three, two, uh. one. At the reunion for MIA, Miss Jocelyn was MIA. Prima Donna has some words to say. If she ain't here, leave her where she got. Rep that thick life and her paper right. MJ trying to speak his piece. Can't get to work as he cut off. He and Amara, they taking their space. But MJ should stay at her place. What? Trick said Julian is a fraud. Make him leave MIA, might break his jaw. Julian playing games like it's cute while the OGs and ones ended up with the suit. Trick said he can't save a hoe. Trina popped off on Nikki Natural. Then she walked off and was out the door. Hey. Oh, she was show out the door. <laughs> Claudia, did you love it? I did. That was pretty good. Yes, you reminded me everything that went down. It's a lot to cover. Oh, try so, being there in the middle of all of that. Lord, tell us about it. Right, and all the um, security guards too. So first, yeah, obviously, like, was it everything you were expecting and more? Because you do host Fox Soul where I know some of our VH1 talent rolls through. Yes. Right. But having them all together and then like, I don't know, 80 security guards. See, on Fox Soul, it's more like a one-on-one. It's more peaceful. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then on the, <laughs> the Love and Hip Hop set, I mean, people have been waiting to get at these folks to, to speak their piece. So it's a lot of energy and it's coming from all directions. You know what I mean? Right, so it's like right. being, imagine your first day of a new job. And you gotta like, you're the supervisor and you gotta break up an argument between like two employees. And they're like, bitch, we don't even know you yet. Exactly. It's it's like, I'm like, guys, guys, uh, uh, hold on, wait. At one point I stood up too, not like I wanted to fight, but I'm like, God damn it, hello. How am I gonna get through this? Cause like eight people talk at one time. You're like, hello, calm down. Exactly. But then it's like, there's a balance because you don't wanna come off bias. And, and taking sides, even if you have your own personal opinions, you know, you want to be fair and let everybody speak their piece because that's what they're there for, you know? Mm, well, maybe we can get into some of those personal opinions today. No, but seriously, <laughs> how did you prepare to step into that role? Um, Of course, I watched the episodes and, you know, I looked at some of their Instagram pages to just check it out, mm. check out the vibe. But nothing really will prepare you for it. You just got to get in there and just do it. 
Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Really because you, you just don't know how it's going to go because, I mean, we all watch reunions because we we want the explosiveness. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. So people are ready to bring it. Especially, you know, I think Love and Hip Hop Miami because it's a, one of the younger, the newer franchises. Mm-hmm. People want to make their mark. You know what I mean? So they're going to pop off a little bit more. And they, it was some spiciness. I didn't get hit, though. I, I was just, I was happy. I didn't oh, get hit good. Off. I was worried about that. I was like, oh my God, this poor woman's coming into the situation. (laughs) Not that they would intentionally hit you, but something uh, accidentally, shoes get thrown. A stray shoe, a stray Louboutin or a knockoff, (laughs) you know, either or. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I I wasn't scared at any point though. I really wasn't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been to a number of reunions myself and people always ask like, oh my God, you must be terrified. I'm like, no, you're not terrified. And it's heated, but the heat is usually very directed. Yeah. So (laughs) as long as you just steer clear and and stay in your lane, you good. Right. And (laughs) try not to be too messy. And and like I said, I think taking the sides is what would put you more in the lion's den. You know what I mean? But Mm. I think they all could see I wasn't. I was just trying to really ask questions to get to the bottom of things. Yes. Right, right, right. Well, Tell speaking me. of a lot of these conversations, they could be very awkward, like getting involved in people's business, but that's what yeah. your job is. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And one of them is Trina and her business partner, Julian. This was hard for me because I've worked with Julian yes. often for needs of Trina. And he's still insisting that no thievery happened whatsoever. But Trina's just like, yo, the only reason why you got that 300000 is because of me. No disrespect to Amada. And I was like, ooh, I did a little bit of a, mm-hmm. a gay gasp when she said that. <laughs> I did one too, and I'm not even gay. I don't know. Hello. So <laughs> I how do you feel? Yeah. So of course, obviously, you are in this in this world. How do you feel about this whole thing? Because between artists and managers, there's a lot of sticky situations that happen. I mean, they could both have valid points. He could he could have gotten money from other artists. And then Trina's like, well, I am your biggest artist that you've ever had in life. So I think the easy, the probably the best way for him to prove his innocence was to pretty much produce a, res- a receipt and say, well, this is exactly why I got the money. Because if mm-hmm. you don't, why wouldn't we believe Trina? Trina has no reason to lie. Trina's been around for, she's a veteran. Mm-hmm. You know what right. She's been around for a long time. And maybe there is something we don't know, but I, don't, I felt like he could have explained it better and more yeah. to be more thorough. Like, look, I know how it looks, but here's my receipts. I got it because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Right. And that was his opportunity to do so, and he totally didn't. And then on top of all that, you know, you have the whole situation with Trina and not hearing from him when her mom passed away. And you can tell that she was extremely hurt about that. How do you think um, Julian could have handled that differently under the circumstances? See, to me, that spelled that that kind of put up a red flag, because if you truly know you didn't do anything wrong, of course, Mm -hmm. you're going to call your friend and say something. But if Mm -hmm. you have any kind of... I'm just right. Yes. But if you have some Yo, kind of, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because like, if you did nothing wrong, you're like, well, why the hell wouldn't I call my friend? But if you did something wrong, you might be like, eh, she might go off. Right. But if I'm innocent, I'm going to be, I'm going to act like I'm innocent and be like, I'm going to call my friend or at right. least someone I work with for many years. So right. even if he's innocent or guilty, I don't know. But I feel like that would have been something that would have really carried a lot of weight and helped his case i really mm-hmm. do i, I think mm-hmm. he made a big mistake by not calling trina i really do he did yeah I because agree. i i've lost my father and i'm not gonna lie that some people where i was like damn you're not even gonna try to reach out to me like i know we're at odds right now but you can't I'm even sorry s- to hear that. put yeah it's okay but putting that aside like you still can't reach out so i definitely felt her on that and it it did get tense on stage, but then all of a sudden, like you get the curveball of trick rolling in. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. what's going on? Because he, had- I was like, security. Yeah. I didn't expect that. <laughs> he's like, get me out there. And he's just apparently, I guess Julian sold some of his music overseas and never saw a penny from that. And he's like threatening to break his jaw. And I'm all, what the fuck is going on here? So, what does one Miss Claudia Jordan do when she hears that? <laughs> like, I'm about I to said- break your jaw. You're like. Oh shit, the plot thickens. And I was just like, I'm glad they sent away from me right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But in Trick doesn't really get super upset like that. So to see no. that, I was like, damn. Cause he was like right. real chill during the whole review. He made me laugh a lot. I know. He even got up during one argument at oh. one point. Like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. I'll, make you, I'll make you leave Miami. I was like, oh shit. Um, right. Hearing that, like that didn't help Julian's case again, a- again. But it also was hard for him to explain his side because at that point, emotions were already way too high. It was too far yeah. gone. Like, what are you gonna, no one's trying to hear from him at this point. He should have apologized right away. Trina, I'm sorry I didn't call you. And then deal with the trick thing. Now you got everybody mad at you and kind of seeing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, nobody was on the side at that point. Mm-mm. 
There's and a- that was brought to the, to the table as well. You know, they're like, if you're innocent, why is there no one here that can vouch for you? Right. But there are so many people in the room that have worked with you at some point. So, yeah, that was cool. I felt bad for him a little bit. I always feel bad for the underdog or the one, even if you're Same. in the wrong. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, it's so yeah. cringe, but we're like, damn, if you have, if there's any, I always believe in like a little bit of good in someone. So I'm like, please speak up and say your thing. But he couldn't, he didn't, he wasn't able to get it out. He wasn't. Well, speaking of the underdog in the, that may be in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I already know where she's going Let's with us. Let's chat about your girl, Nikki Natural. Man, her girl. Uh, she, never thought, she never claimed her. Because that's when, you know, things got really live at the reunion. What was your mindset going into that conversation? Well, we have a little cheat sheet as like, hosts like we know who mm-hmm. is, has beef with who like it's like and everyone had nikki natural's name on their list mm. oh damn a- everyone i was like damn she has no friends so i was like who like why does she rub everybody the wrong way mm. and again she never really had a chance to explain in the quick minute she did have she kind of blew it yeah she, yeah, she again did. apologized to trina i didn't mean to disrespect you i got caught up people need to just own this shit like you know what I'm on a reality show and I'm, I'm turning up a little bit and maybe I should, that was a mistake. Just sorry goes a long way, I think. It, it sure does. does. You know? And we learned that from Miami Tip, but we'll talk about that later, but for real. But Nikki, yeah, you have exactly. to be genuine. She had to be taken off the when- show. She was escorted off. There was, we couldn't even move forward until they got her out of there because she just rubbed so many people that they were all hating her. Yeah, well, no, they definitely brought her back into the Kendall area because she was what happened was she was calling Trina a mess. And the thing is, for you, I'm sure it's hard, too, because you can't hear everything and see everything that's happening. Yeah. So she was like calling Trina a mess and that she needs to be a better role model. And that's when Trina was like, what? Get this bitch out of the motherfucking So they bring her over to Kendall's area and she's just like, oh, I don't feel like any disrespect happened on my end. But then when she calls Trick and Trina, like, oh, well, she's they are the king and queen. I'm like, oh, OK, she's good. But then she goes, crabs, crabs of Miami. Yeah, I'm like, like oh, hell. I, I just don't Sis. get like, you know, you're on the show. And let's just be fair. Without Trina and Trick, I mean, we have a love in hip hop Miami. So mm-hmm. right. let's just call it what it is. So I get not letting the OGs disrespect you because I've been in that position but exactly but i didn't see where trina started any disrespect with nikki natural as far as the season's concerned it seemed like she was mm. open to giving her a chance she was did. that's know, why did. i was so like fucked up about it too because i was all you know trick is co-signing for you which never happens yeah the last you know he co-signed trina and that's it and wasn't so even smashing he wasn't even getting the puss and he was still hello unfortunately i think that they got off to a bad a bad start because joy was at that audition and she was on the defensive because that's trick's old woman mm-hmm. and you know she's coming into the scene so i feel like that having joy there Got her off on the bat poor foot with Trina, and then it was all downhill from there. So you think it was yeah. like a no win situation either way? Yeah, it was. It was set up to fail. <laughs> speaking of speaking of joy, I even said it on the show. I'm like, I see they have love for each other. I would love to see those two get back together. Quit right, but in the season y'all. finale, we did see uh-huh. that they're going to try to do a rekindle situation. Mm-hmm. So hopefully. I don't know, but there is so much. Love. You're right. The vibes there, like it reminds me of like a high school love. Her the, eyes, the vibes that I, they have. sitting there and watching her, her eyes lit up and his eyes, they both lit up when they would be, they would, they, oh. they have love for each other still. They really Aww. do. I love That's that. So sweet. They're cute. That really is sweet. All right. Who doesn't it, have it, love for each other anymore though, Lejeune? I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It's really, it has to be really, really awkward to get into these relationship conversations. It, it does. And it can be awkward business. Yeah, because you're like, okay, I, I, as the host, I have to because I'll let the fans down if I don't ask the proper question, especially being new. I have big shoes to fill, right? Mm-hmm. But then right. if I, then you also feel like, sorry, I don't want to make you mad, but I got to get to the bottom of it. I got to ask the questions. Right, because you were a total pro because I would have been like, sis, why are you still at the house? Sis, yeah, for sis? Amada and MJ. So we find right. out that they're together <laughs> living in the house, they're- but they're not together. They're not together anymore. Ah. What? How is that possible? I don't know. I did that. I did live with an ex and it did get not that great. Um, Yeah. Because we were trying to figure out like sexual stuff. Like, what are we supposed to do? Do you still smash? Do you not? Can you bring somebody over? What do you do? Right. So we did that. We brought somebody over and it worked out just for that one night. 
But then after that, it fell, fell apart. Wait, so wait, wait. Like, okay. Was it a threesome or a you? It was up? a threesome. Yeah, this is, this, oh. yeah, I tried. Well, because I was like, sir, if you bring somebody over, I'm going to feel a type of way. And then if I bring somebody over, that's disrespectful You're gonna to him. You're going to feel like you shared. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we drank a lot of tequila and we're like, should we attempt a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> so we tried the threesome Listen. and it went well. Wow. For that it's moment. It sounds like you could be on a reality show. I'm right. a mess. Don't even get me started. I'm He's on VH100 where he gives all his tea. Yes, okay, but I'm it. here for it. I like it. Right up. But everybody, of course, is going to chime in about the whole Amada MJ situation. Like Bobby, he was just like, it's very unfair that you broke things off with him after chatting with Annie. And Annie is obviously Prima Donna's friend. So Prima Donna's going to get set off. And at first, Prima Donna's like, you know, my demeanor is very aggressive, so I apologize for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to hurt you, Amada, because I'm not Mm -hmm. a circus animal. But then she's using words like bitch and hoe, and that never goes right. That's when Trick obviously walked off the stage because he's like, oh, hell. Right, right. Yeah, it it escalated. I didn't get why there was so much animosity towards Amada from Prima. I'm like, wait, hold up. That was a bit it's much. It's still confusing. Yeah, because Prima Donna saying she doesn't view Amada as like a sister. There's no sisterhood there. But then she did feel the need to bring her friend Annie to tell her about her man, though. Which is That's a sisterhood gets, type action yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it gets a little tricky there. The thing is about TV, though, people do extra for the cameras. Hello, mm-hmm. Claudia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it ain't stuff that would they probably would not try in real life. Right, right, right. Exactly. Right. And then when they have like security, they're like, what? Boom. They get caught, yeah. carried away. Like, oh, I'm going to get your ass in the parking lot. And we all know how it ends at the parking it does, lot. Right. Exactly. exactly. So, Security's right. still there, y'all. Okay. <laughs> so are you guys here for Amada and MJ getting back together or not? I don't know. I, I think, honestly, I don't think that it's going to work. I think that he needs to um, be doing his thing and before it to work because at this point she already has these thoughts in her mind if someone else's comments was enough to make her separate her situation then these were the issues that were already bothering her Mm -hmm. and i think right now he needs to find his place and then maybe some where down the line they could come together see with the beginning of the season i was so there for them because they were so it seemed like she was really happy and it seemed like he really is into her like it seemed like he has love for her but then i think everyone else's comments like he's using you and he's clap you know i feel like it kind of like it, 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 it got in her head. They got in her it, head. It definitely did. But it it wouldn't have gotten in her head, I personally feel, if she wasn't already feeling it, you know? Hmm. Uh, well, because she know. did say some feelings Because if you're really feeling someone, you don't care what other people have to say. But if you're already questioning, like, wow, at some point this went from being my man to, like, every time we're chilling in the house, he's always on top of the business. And now you hear another woman coming at you saying he's going to try to make himself indispensable. It's like, ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. So I think they, they both need some time to figure out what they really want. And if someone else's comments is enough to separate you from your relationship, I don't know if you had a strong enough bond to be in a relationship in the first place. Infatuation yeah. is one thing, and that's how it always is in the beginning. And yeah, it might have been like the honeymoon had. phase. And then as the dust settled, she's just, she just has so much going on between changing up management, which obviously spills into other things like yeah. publicists yeah. and all that kind of thing. And just having all that pressure of like, okay, I got to get my career going because she does have her mom living in the house as well. So I think there's just so much resting on her shoulders that she was just like, I need somebody to hold his own right now because I'm going to explode. And I feel like it's like there may be some jealousy towards her. There could be. She's Mm -hmm. she's she's probably she's one of the most popping girls on there. And then Mm -hmm. she has this guy come out of nowhere. Right. And then it's like, you know, people don't really like to see you have everything. They mm. don't. And he is fine as hell, by the way. He's, he's Sir MJ. Guy, and he likes her. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. At first, I was like, damn. Because I've been in that position where people in my ear. And let me tell you, when you're, on, when you're on reality TV, it may be just a comment to some folks. But we're, we think it's just a couple people telling her. But then she's got to deal with all the people in her comments mm-hmm. echoing what one person mm-hmm. on the show said, right? So we may hear it one or two times, but she's probably heard it 1,000 times. And then mm-hmm. people, girl, look out for him. And after a while, you're like, fuck it, right? Like, Right, you're like, what am I doing? Maybe I'm missing something. And I feel like it's easy to ruin a relationship on TV. It's super, like, it's easy oh, to it plant a seed. They, they mm. say there's a curse. <laughs> they're, they're like, if you get in a relationship on reality TV, it's cursed. Yeah, you're right. And there's already so much going on in her life. Um, it's easy to start to feel like, you know, 
everything's spiraling out of control and you start questioning everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Cla- I loved your moment that you had, Miss Claudia, when mm-hmm. we were chatting about the whole Miami tip and Saucy Santana mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, listen, you know, back in the day, which I agree with being a gay male, uh, that we didn't see as many people coming out because they're more comfortable now, mm-hmm. which is true because watching television or mainstream media, I never saw anybody like myself out mm-hmm. there growing up, but mm-hmm. obviously present day we do. And right. that if we could talk to each other more, there'd be less misunderstandings. Bobby was even touched. And I love that he was like, oh my God, you got right. me right here, girl. And <laughs> we basically shouldn't fault each other for being ignorant or not knowing how somebody feels because we are learning, which spoke volumes to me because we all come from like different backgrounds and different cultures. And but all our cultures are so multi-layered yes. that everyone's like, oh, okay, if you're this, that, or the other thing, you're just like that. It's like, well, no, there, there's something else. And I, let me teach you about it. Right. I'm glad I got to have that moment because I really, it's something I really feel strongly about. I feel like I had a friend 20 some years ago that was transgender. And, mm-hmm. and then I also had gay friends that taught me to walk the runway. That meant a yes. lot to me. And they weren't just about that. Like, I just want people to not look at gay folks as just gimmicky people that are just to add flamboyant to their life. They're still mm-hmm. someone's son, someone's daughter, someone's best friend, a, a, just a, a person. And not just look at them as props. I think a lot of women in reality television, I got to say this, use black, mm. uh, use gay men as a prop, like a purse. Yep. Like everyone has to have their gay, right? Like their little mm. dog. Yeah. And I don't think that's mm. cool either. I don't think, you. oh, I got to get one. No, 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 no. They're a, that's a whole human being. And I also mm. feel like, you know, of course, people used to be extremely insensitive to to the gay community. And, 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 and then also some people, like I said, are just ignorant to the terminology because it's changing so fast. And mm-hmm. I just feel like if we just spent more time trying to educate each other instead of just like being so quick to cancel someone that uses the word, w- w- wrong word, we would yep. get further along instead of just being at each other's throats all the time. You, you I agree with right, you huh? because I've had that situation where I did come out and a family member of mine wasn't like not malicious, but was like, so does this mean you want to be a drag queen or does this mean? And I just had like that healthy conversation with them. Like, no, that doesn't mean that. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just educating them because they don't know, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And it's right. not like they didn't want to know. Because it's just like, if you don't have somebody in your life that comes from a different walk of life, they're not going to be able to ask the questions that they want to comfortably. Exactly. Right, right. So I feel you. That was beautiful, though. It was really beautiful. And it was so amazing to flip that moment into like a heartfelt moment um, and a timely message because I thought it was going to go down. Yes. To be <laughs> I feel like as a host, it's your time to, if you have any life experience that could help, it should never be all about you. Like the reunion has nothing to do with me, but if there's a time where I can step in and try to like kind of calm things down or just bring a moment where we can kind of get along from it, I feel like that's your job as a host to try it and not mm-hmm. just to always fan the flames and try to get things popping all the time. You feel me? Yeah, and yeah, you did well, it because they apologized and they were like, okay. Oh, good. And I know. You so really I was like, all right, snaps to Claudia. You <laughs> got it going you. on, Miss Thing. You got it going on. <laughs> right. I will say, so, I make what? mistakes like everybody else and I've, I've used the wrong terminology myself and I've gotten checked for it or dragged and it's like, and I appreciate the people who took the time to come to me and say, hey, sis, you didn't say that right, but let me tell you how you say it. And then that opens up mm. dialogue. You know, like I, exactly. I had an incident happen with me and with the trans community. And then I end up, because of that, bringing three transgender women on my radio show in conservative ass Texas and gave them a platform, a whole two hours to answer questions. And it was such a, at the end of it, they were like, we good. Like it yeah. just wow. it helped a lot of people that had similar questions and to not fuck up like I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Allow no, us to make mistakes and allow us to learn. From each other. Yes, because mm-hmm. that's where you learn yes. is when you make a mistake. Facts. Um, that's right. Because we always but try we were- to be careful, mindful of all, all of our words and whatnot, mm-hmm. but that's how you do learn. So, yeah. It's the world that we live in. Yes. And it is. Um, speaking of worlds, we want to know what else is going on in your world. Well, um, yeah, because you're doing some things. Um, I'm trying to do a few things. So, Foxhole is continuing to grow and it's a great platform. Mm-hmm. And um, we definitely get to, you know, shed light on a lot of things that affect the, the black community. That, you know, people hear Fox and they think Fox News. Oh, no. I'm like, no, no, no. We have full, we have, you know, we have full reign to do what we want. And um, so, because of the coronavirus and the quarantine, we are broadcasting from home. So, every day, mm. you know, I we're saw. Having, yeah, we're getting out live and we're having, yeah. it's been great conversations. I had Kirk Franklin on the other day. I have Lunell yep. on, who is. Oh, that's going to be good. She's so funny. Oh, my God. She got a lot of flack because she put a post up, right? That she's like, I'm banning my daughter from my house because these millennials are not taking the quarantine seriously. And you're not going to get me sick. And I saw yep. today, Nene Leake said something else similar that her son's not taking it seriously. And kudos to these people for, like, that's got to be hard to tell your kid, hey, 
But you, I'm putting you out the house. But your kid is not thinking about their parent that may have pre-existing conditions. Like you got, mm-hmm. we got. Listen, the sooner we all keep our asses in the house, the sooner we can get back out in these streets. Hello, and I don't know why they're not getting it. It's so confusing and bizarre to me because I literally been in here for quite some time. And uh, you just see like people like these spring breakers, for instance, I know they were everywhere, but they're like, well, I just turned 21 and this is really inconvenient time for me. I'm like, miss. (laughs) Would would you like to not turn 22? Next year? Like, yeah, hello. Exactly. And I'm like, it's, it's an inconvenient time for the world, by the way. It's not just you, but yeah, they're just very... No, it's insane. They're doing yeah. the most. Think- My nephew just got back from a flight from Port- to Puerto Rico that he took in the height of this. Oh, my so God. I'm like, no. <laughs> it, I think, no. Well, look what it's ruined. Award shows, um, Essence Festival, the Olympics. Imagine training for four years and you finally yeah. made it and it's now it's pushed back a whole nother year. You might not it's be- It's like a serious thing. It really is. My best friend, she tested positive for the virus and she couldn't even okay. talk on the phone. Lungs filled with fluid. Like people got to take this seriously. She's getting better now, thank God. Okay. But like, but that's from being around someone else that probably didn't take it seriously. Like people got to yeah. think you're just, you may be okay and you may pass through in a breeze, but you could literally be the cause of someone dying. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think they're thinking that, but I definitely feel like I had it because I had some symptoms, mm-hmm. but I kept my ass at home. Right. And like a day went by and I was good, but I I couldn't taste or smell anything. Yeah, you definitely, which is really that's weird. A, that's a sign. <laughs> that is a sign. And I took that sign. So, All right. <laughs> so Fox Soul, make sure you check us out every day, uh, three, yes. three o'clock on the West Coast, 6 p.m. on the East. And know um, your time zones, miss. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Five o'clock Central. So that's Chicago and Dallas. Um, <laughs> listen, and um, I, I have a, a script that's been sent to me for a film. And I have the Dear Frank movie that is with me, uh, Brian White, Columbus Short. We kind of been taking the taking it on the road, kind of like a play and giving small cities across America and big cities the chance to attend a Hollywood premiere. Like we bring the premiere to their cities. It's a different way of marketing. It's kind of like how Tyler Perry's model. And it's been really good to kind of reach out and touch and be around people and let them actually ask questions about the making of a Mm -hmm. film. So that's exciting. And then there's a reality show that reached out to me and my man to be on. So um, we're thinking about it. I don't know. Keep keep that curse in mind. Remember what we said. Right. I, mean, I don't we know. Just talked about <laughs> He's a good one too. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure all your fans will probably be here for it too, though. So yeah, I know. I know. They want me to come back. I get so, a message every day. Can you please come back to Housewives and read this one? I'm like, I have peace in my life right now. <laughs> peace and solidarity. Right. Okay. I like to be the drama I'm around now is managing other people's drama. I have a peaceful life now. Okay. Boom. Right. <laughs> Let them know. Well, we'll see what happens on the part two of reunion next week because we mm-hmm. see that Trina is leaving the building and then Sukiana's coming for Nikki Natural. And then Briscoe reveals that he was, we find out that he was flirting with somebody and Cello's like, what? Um, so you we'll don't want to miss next the week. next one because <laughs> there was a whole lot of drama with that whole situation. Briscoe is mm. a busy little man. Busy guy. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Good to know. Uh-oh. Yeah, we we got that from that teaser. So again, thank you so so much for answering our call. Of course, thank you. And welcome to the VH1 family. Yay! Thanks yes. for having me. You guys are fun. Next oh, time, we tried. We tried. You did amazing. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you so so much. Anytime. Okay, Bill. Have okay. a beautiful day. Keep you safe. You too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See you later. I love chatting with her. That was my first time ever having a conversation with Miss Claudia. Did you like that? I know, I know. That was cool. That was cool. And for everybody at home, um, since we are recording from home, we actually Mm -hmm. visually saw her too. So kudos to Claudia for letting us visually see her too, okay? I know. We're all alone (laughs) together on this one. Did you see her cat? No, I didn't. I saw like a, I think it was a cat, but there was definitely a little animal. And I was like, this is cute and casual. Oh, that is cute. Check her out. <laughs> All right. So before we shift it on over to Black and Crew New York and RuPaul's Drag Race, LeJone, what is the hashtag? Folks, if you want to get in on this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag VH100 podcast and talk that talk. And there you go, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Black and Crew New York, we are seeing that obviously this quarantine life has affected the show because we got some confessionals happening from the comfort of some of our cast's home. I like know. Caesar. Caesar. Mm-hmm. It's happening, everybody. We're all affected by this. So even though Donna is trying to sugarcoat the Tati conversation with Alex at that nice little restaurant with all that sugar. He's not here for the thruple situation. Sugarcoat. She said, we're, we're hooking up and that's it. <laughs> when she tried to tiptoe into it, she was like, so, you know, we've been trying to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And then he like cut in with the questions like intimately. Right. Because if so, that is cheating, especially if it's done behind my back, which 
by the way, it has been for the past month. So Months. he up Months. and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Ups and leaves, exit stage left. So we'll see what happens on that front. And then Rock is checking in on Bay to make sure she's good since meeting up with her father. Because, you know, they both have similar upbringings. Mm-hmm. And I loved how he threw up some tarps and the canvas everywhere so Bay can throw a T on her pain. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then I thought, oh, my God, he's saying paint. And I thought that right. was so cute. A l- right. a l- maybe a little corny, cheesy, but he's like, let's throw a tea on your pain. And I'm all, it was cute. what the fuck is he talking about? I'm like, that oh, my God, clever. he's saying paint. That was clever, clever. That was so clever. He better copyright that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, Caesar decides to announce his Chicago shop at the Tattoo Convention Strip Club after party okay Mm -hmm. which i guess is a nice way to break the news he has like beanie helping with the announcement there's a whole ass logo that gets blasted out an air horn is blowing and the nine bag crew is also at this strip club after party so i was like damn he's like totally out for blood because even at the convention he had van roll by and swing by his booth so no mercy over there on the Caesar front. He's like, goodbye. And when it's time to bounce from the after party, Ryan's like, yo, let me holler at you really quick. And they're both feeling disrespected. Mm-hmm. Caesar's like, let's holler at me outside. So everyone's like, Caesar and Ryan going outside. I mean, even though the party was over and everyone had to go outside because the lights came on. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. That part. <laughs> but is it's intense seeing those two walk out under any circumstances together with what's going on right now. Exactly. Knowing the tension that is happening. And unfortunately for Caesar, it does not stop there. Because when going to the 113th shop, Puma is opening up the doors and stumbles upon a 30-day notice for them to vacate the premises Mm because the lease is up. Caesar's feeling completely blindsided by this because he's like, yo, I've been at this spot for 10 years. I literally just paid my rent a couple days ago and the landlord said nothing, which I would find suspect as well. And he's and been sucks. asking about the lease and the landlord's like, oh, I'm a gay, I got you, I got you. So, yeah. you know, it's shady, it's shady. And I, I've never saw this much emotion, emotion evoked from the man because he just felt like he failed everybody. He's like crying. He's flipping the table and he's just regretting not buying the building because he was just like, oh, my God, was I too focused on doing this Chicago thing? And I totally let this slip. But I don't think like that's what happens when you're an owner, because obviously everything is falling on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody would come at him. But when the news did hit, I did love how Rock at, was asking Puma. He's like, well, what's going to happen with me? And Puma was like, I couldn't Sir. believe Rock. I was like, Rock, give it a beat. Yeah, I just found this <laughs> found this here note five minutes ago. But we will figure it out. Like, what about me? And I'm all there's a shop in Brooklyn. Go there. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so on next week's episode, it seems like Caesar's lawyer is getting involved about the eviction and doesn't find out good news. Mm-mm. So we have a peaceful protest happening outside of 113th where a realtor pops up and he's like, oh, I'm here to show the building. So I'm sure that's going to go over splendidly. Oh, and then, God. <laughs> and then somehow Walt ends up in cuffs. So next week's yeah. episode is very locked and loaded. Okay. We'll have to tune in. Of course, as we always do. And chat about it, because it looks <laughs> intense, for real. So, on to RuPaul's Drag Race. We said goodbye to Nikki Doll, who is in oh, the bottom yes, with Heidi in Closet. And it was tough to figure out who was actually going home this week. I was even mm-hmm. all, who's who's going to do this? And Ru was stumped, asking the bottom five queens. I love when she does this. And she's like, who do y'all think should go home? Right. And the majority of them did say Nikki should go home, except for Jada. Jada was just like, no, I think it should be Heidi. But that's okay. Mm. But even Nikki herself was like, I think I should go home. So that's always interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for the maxi challenge, we did Gaze Anatomy. Nikki, along with Gigi Good, picked the role for each queen. And, of course, that's always hard to make everybody happy because when you're dealing with so many people and personalities, they all want to be like, oh, well, I want to play this role or I want to do that role. Everybody can't, but I'm trying to do the best I can. Exactly. So Widow, for instance, wanted to play the role that Sherry got. And then they gave Aiden a role that she wasn't comfortable with. But bottom line, Widow and Aiden did turn it out and they ended up in the top group. So kudos Mm -hmm. to them. However, not everyone was in agreement of Aiden being safe during Untucked. 
It was a pretty bomb-ass episode, I must so say mm-hmm, myself. Mm-hmm. If you look at social media, everybody went crazy. So in Untucked, Britta made some passive-aggressive comments on how someone else, quote-unquote, who is safe should be going home. And of course, she is talking about Aiden, mm-hmm. bringing up how Britta's working so hard and giving her all and carrying Aiden during two different challenges, and she's still taking naps. And amongst all this, Britta's taking a lot of heat online, I saw. So she did take to her socials. To apologize, saying that Aiden and her are actually cool. And again, right. this was filmed yeah. a couple months ago, so they were in the heat of the moment. But Aiden even co-signed was like, you know, y'all need to calm down and be cool. So they present day, they are good. So we shall see what happens. But in that moment, good. even Nikki's chiming in about Aiden, saying that she shouldn't be in the bottom. Everybody basically has something to say. And now Heidi in closets like, yo. Fuck you, fuck you. Literally says fuck you to everybody. Aiden is safe. <laughs> Aiden is safe. There's I was nothing... like, okay. Yeah, right? And at this point, like, I understood why Heidi was doing that because it's just like, if I'm about to lip sync, I'm not going to waste my time and energy on deliberating. Like, why was why is this person safe and not in the bottom when you right. only have a certain amount of time to get yourself ready to do a lip sync battle? So I felt you on that, Heidi, okay? And yeah. the runway look was a lot of fun. It was Planet of the Capes. Where everyone had to get very creative with their capes, and Sherry mm-hmm. Pie was was our winner for the week on that. So next week's episode, Snatch Game is here. Everybody loves yes, this challenge, week. and we have a pop in from Ms. Vanji. Mm-hmm. And then guest judge wise, we got a Mean Girls reunion on our hands with Jonathan Bennett and Daniel Franzisi as guest judges. Everybody, so mm. that's a wrap for our podcast today, Lejeune. Mm. What's today's podcast dedicated to? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this was a tricky episode because, you know, like that conversation that happened between Mimi and Stevie that we didn't even talk about was a lot. And I almost wanted to dedicate to that because I'm like, wait a minute, this conversation, this apology has been a long time. That was huge. Coming. Coming. And it felt very genuine coming from Stevie, too. He was genuinely apologetic. And he's just like, I just want you to be happy at this point. I was all like, yo, Faith did some wonders. Right, but at the end of the day, I had oh, to Oh, that's go not with the some... dedication. No, oh, okay. it's not. No, it was almost. It was almost. Mm-hmm. But come on, ladies and gentlemen. Drum roll, please, for this moment here. <laughs> that burp that Mama D did oh, when yeah. she was talking about how she wasn't drinking <laughs> could not have been timed better. It, would, it made my it whole so entire perfect. life. I a thousand percent agree with you because she's like Ridiculous. defending about how she's drinking cola and she's like, and then it's like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Like, that how? was so how? cute. All right. You're so right. Good. You're right. All right. Love and hip hop Atlanta bringing us those moments for our podcast dedications. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a wrap. And the winner. Hello. Uh, so that's a wrap on episode 49 of VH100. Next week's mm-hmm. our 50th episode. Woo woo. I can't believe that. That's crazy. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, so there is a new episode of Wild and Out this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Make sure to subscribe, comment on iTunes, and remember, spread the word because our 50th right. episode is coming up, y'all. That's right. And. Of course, be sure to follow the official Instagram pages for VH1, Love and Hip Hop, Black Ink Crew, and RuPaul's Drag Race. You already know you need an at in front of all that or it simply won't work. Exactly. So I am at <laughs> Easy Manoli. That's E-Z-M-A-N-O-L-I. That's right. And I am L-A June, like the month. Yes. So make sure you're listening to us and keep That's it. Right. 100. 100. VH100 is brought to you by VH1 and Revolver Podcasts. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts.